story with me Love who you want to be, who you are Learn these lessons and we'll go far It's story time Story time Story time with Mama G Hello you gorgeous people Welcome to another story time with Mama G I am your host The one the only, the beautiful, the gorgeous, the funny, the gregarious, the charitable, the kind, Mamaji. How lovely that I have such a strong opinion about myself. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you, this podcast finds you well. I am delighted to have you here. And did you know, this is episode 43. That's almost a year's worth of telling stories and sharing love and sharing tolerance and acceptance. I'm very proud of that. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for listening if you've been listening from the start. And thank you for listening if this is the first episode you have ever heard and you don't know who on earth I am. Thank you for taking the risk. I hope you have a nice time. Uh, now, this week's story is called The Pride Train and it's based on something that I saw in the paper last week. Uh, was it last week? I don't, I'm not good at maths. Uh, well, anyway, it was the 25th of August and I saw that Avanti West Coast had unveiled the very first Pride train. And basically what they've done is they've painted the outside of a Pendolino train uh, in the rainbow colours. So that's red, yellow, green, orange, indigo, turquoise, blue, pink, white, black and brown. And... They've staffed it with LGBT members of staff and they've made lots of publications available on the train, giving advice and information about being LGBT in the UK. And also some of the announcements, you know, like the announcements that say we're about to arrive in Manchester. They've also added LGBT facts. So I imagine if you arrive in Manchester, the train might say we are about to arrive in Manchester. Did you know? Canal Street is the gay district of Manchester. It is called Canal Street because it is by a canal. Uh, I don't know any facts about Canal Street, but if I went on the train, then I believe I would know some facts about Canal Street. Now, I think the Pride train is absolutely marvellous. I think that anything we can do to uh, help LGBT people, young, old, whoever they are, know that their lives are being respected and their lives are being shouted about and there are people who support them. I think that's just wonderful. So thank you to Avanti West Coast for doing that for everyone in the LGBT community and also helping to help uh, people who are not part of the community understand that pride is important because I've always said this about pride. Uh, pride is an LGBT event, but I think it helps people understand that pride in whoever you are is the most wonderful thing in the world. So even if you're not part of LGBT, uh, if you're an ally, whatever you are, be proud in who you are because you are wonderful. But now, enough wittering on. I think it's time for a story. P. 
Penny the Pendolino was one of the coolest trains ever. People used to love seeing her arrive at their platforms. She always had a smile and a great loud whistle. And the other trains loved her too. If they saw her out and about, they'd always toot their horns. Or they'd chug alongside her and have a chat until their drivers decided it was time to go. There had never been a train more popular or more loved than Penny. And Penny's friend Pender felt very lucky, because Pender was Penny's best friend, and vice versa. Wherever Penny went, you could be sure that Pender would follow. It helped that they were always put on the same routes. They were always positioned next to each other in the yard, and the other trains knew that if trouble was brewing, Penny and Pender were going to be involved, but they didn't mind. Everyone knew that Penny and Pender had a special relationship. They just loved seeing how happy the two trains were. One day, a new train turned up at the yard. Freddy the Freight. Freddy was big and loud and strong and didn't care much for Penny and Pender's shenanigans. In fact, Freddy thought that it was a bit weird that two Pendolinos liked hanging out so much. He couldn't put his finger on it, but there was something not quite right about these two, and he started to spread rumours around the train yard, and the other trains started to think that maybe Freddy was right. Maybe it was weird that Penny and Pender were so close. Maybe something should be done about it. And Freddy knew just the train for the job. One night, while Penny and Pender were asleep, Freddy's friend Lola, the locomotive, snuck into the yard, hitched herself up to Pender, and quietly pulled Pender away. When Penny woke up, the first thing she did was blow her whistle to surprise Pender. She blew it really loud. She woke up the rest of the train yard. But she didn't wake up Pender. Because Pender wasn't there. This had never happened before. Penny went up and down the tracks, calling out Pender's name. The other train started to join in. Freddy just watched. Come on, Freddy, said Dana, the dining car. Help us search for Pender. Look at Penny, she's frantic. I thought you agreed with me, said Freddy. Pendolinos shouldn't love other Pendolinos. Well, you almost had me, said Dana. But look at Penny. If that isn't true love, then I don't know what is. She's heartbroken, the poor train. Penda! shouted Dana, as she whizzed along the tracks, joining in the search. The train searched all day. Every station they went to, they asked after Pender. No one had seen her. The yard was very quiet that night. The only sound that could be heard was Penny, quietly crying. All the other trains were asleep, exhausted from a day of worry. But Freddy couldn't sleep. Penny's crying had got him thinking. Dana had been right. Penny and Pender were what true love looks like, and he couldn't work out why he'd thought love between two Pendolinos was wrong. 
You and Pinder, he said. You like proper love each other? Yes, said Penny. Don't worry. Pender will be back. I promise. And Penny watched Freddy leave the yard and disappear into the night, shouting for Lola. Either that, or he was listening to Copacabana. The next morning, the whole yard was rudely awoken by the sound of a loud whistle. But this time, it wasn't Penny's loud whistle. Pender! shouted Penny. Everyone, Pender is back! And then all the trains whistled in celebration. Where have you been? Oh, I was just on some sidings in the middle of nowhere. I missed you so much. I'm pleased Freddy came to get me. I'm pleased Freddy saw sense, said Penny. Me too, said Pender. But there's still so many that don't. And it's not just trains, you know. People are made to feel that they can't love who they want to love as well. I know, said Penny. It happens all the time on my journeys. People having to hide who they are, or being bullied because of whose hand they're holding. I wish there was something we could do to show everyone that love is love and that it should be celebrated. I think there is, said Freddy, who had been listening to this whole conversation. Freddy put all the other trains to work immediately. He gave them all a paintbrush and a pot of paint, and they went up and down the tracks painting Penny in her carriages. They painted her red, orange, yellow, green, turquoise, indigo, black, brown, pink, white and blue. And they flicked paint onto each other too, because they all wanted to be as fabulous as Penny. What's going on? she asked. We're painting a rainbow flag on you. You're going to be the first ever pride train, said Freddy. You're going to roll into stations and people will know that who they are is being celebrated. And you're going to help people realise that love comes in many forms. You're going to do for your passengers what I should have done for you. And that's what Penny now does. She proudly arrives at stations with a smile and a great loud whistle. And she proudly spreads a message of love and acceptance wherever she goes. Penny is proudly the pride train. And Pender is proudly the pride train's partner. And remember, you're your own pride train. You spread the same message just by being you. Choo-choo! Did you enjoy the story? I really like that story. Now, I know I always say that I really like the story, but I, was, I do believe self-belief is very important. But here's something not a lot of people know about me, my darlings. I love trains. I always have. Ever since I was little, I've been a little bit obsessed with trains. I like steam trains. I like electric trains. I love a Pendolino train because they're the ones that tilt from side to side. But I'll tell you what I don't like, and I can't remember what it's called. 
I don't like, you know, there's, these are very 80s and 90s now, but those intercity trains, they used to have like yellow noses and they would all be black. They're so loud. I cannot stand those loud trains. Um, uh, they used to make me cry when I was a kid, so I didn't always like trains. And then there was one particular train. I don't know what sort of train it was, but for years I had a vendetta against this train because I got really ill on it. Very, very poorly. I, I Well, I, I get sometimes tension headaches, and obviously I was terribly tense, and I remember it being terribly warm on this train. And I got so ill, in fact, that my mum took me off the train, and we had to go to a lovely little cottage hospital, which is... Like a, it's like a house, really, um, but it's where people in, in the village, I suppose, can go and get looked after. I don't know if cottage hospitals exist anymore. Um, and my granddad had to come and get us. We can't have been very far from Bristol, which is where, which is where we were going. Well, that's where my grandparents lived. I imagine we were around Wells. I don't know. Now, if anybody knows any more about cottage hospitals, do feel free to get in touch. Um... Now, I've just been doing some research whilst I was uh, listening to me read the story, because I, I do like to listen to me, because what a lovely voice I've got. Um, and I've just been to the Advanti West Coast website, and I've discovered something terribly exciting. You can enter a competition to name the train. That's right. You can name the train. Um, all you need to go do is go to avantiwestcoast.co.uk and they say, we're asking you to come up with a name for our bold and brilliant train. It's all about pride. So have a good think about what that means to people and how we can capture the heart and soul of pride in just one name. And if your entry is chosen, you, you'll get the star treatment at the train's official naming event and fly the flag at their very first pride next year. Well, go on, you've got to do it, my darlings. You've got to enter the competition. So why don't you enter the competition while I tell you about my book of the week? Now, the book of the week was only published yesterday which is to say it was published on the 3rd of September, 2020. So if you're listening to this on the day that the podcast comes out, this is a very, very hot book. If you're listening to this in a couple of years after the book was published, then you'll know that this book is an absolute classic and adored by readers everywhere. Um, and it, I am not even being ironic because I'm fairly certain that it will be absolutely loved and certainly treasured by its readers because it does contain one of our very, very favourite children's characters and it is by one of our very, very, very favourite children's authors. So the book is called Elmer and the Lost Treasure. It's by David McKee and it is published by Anderson Press. Now, I do not have a copy of this, so I have not read the insides, but I'm going to read you the synopsis. Blah. I'm also going to say synopsis right. So I'm going to read you the synopsis. And it says, Elmer, Wilbur and a brave troop of elephants set out on a quest to find the famous lost treasure of the jungle. When they stumble across a beautiful forgotten temple, Elmer's friends rush inside keen to find the lost treasure before him. But Elmer appears to have stopped searching. 
a new tale from master storyteller David McKee that delivers just as much pathos as the very first. This is the 28th Elmer storybook. Well, how about that? I think it sounds wonderful. I absolutely love the adventures that Elmer goes on because he always learns a little something along the way. And I think that David McKee writes in a really honest and simple way, very calmly. You cannot read an Elmer book and rush it. Elmer books demand to be read calmly and sedately. And I really think that's become a very big part of Elmer's character. He's very inquisitive. He likes to find things out and I feel he likes things to be fair and he likes everyone to be included. And of course, the illustrations I can even see from the front cover. The illustrations are just beautiful. All those bold colours that David McKee uses when he is writing his Elmer novels. Novels. Well, they're books. They are novels for children. There, I said it. They have a beginning, a middle and an end, don't they? Um. So this, that is Elmer and the Lost Treasure by David McKee. And that is my book of the week. Hold up, I was about to go. But I've just remembered something also that I, I like about these books and that I wanted to share with you. And it is that David McKee, I, I've probably said this before, but it always bears repeating. David McKee is a, well, he's an author, but more importantly, he was born in Devon. And so was I. And he uh, trained at Plymouth Art College where he had a traditional training. How about that? And you see, Plymouth has such a special place in my heart because that is where I was born. That is the particular part of Devon that I was born in. And you know, I, I might have seen him wandering the streets. I wonder if, if there's a statue. I wonder if there'll be a statue of me one day. I wonder. Anyway, now let's go back to the podcast as twere. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another story time with Mama G. Don't forget, if you miss me during the week, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Just search for at Mama G Stories and you can keep up with my adventures. And uh, don't forget, I will also be at the Warren down on Brighton on the 11th, on Brighton, in Brighton, on the 11th, 12th and 13th of September at 10 a.m. performing my show on the beach. Uh, and if you're listening today on the 4th of September and you happen to be in Suffolk or Norfolk and near Lowestoft, I will be doing a show tonight at 7 o'clock at the Seagull Theatre, all socially distanced, all very wonderful. Now, we are going to have a very exciting week next week. And I'm hopeful that uh, on next week's podcast, I will be able to announce something wonderful that we are working on. And I'm just over the moon about it. Um, don't forget that I've been lots of non-secateurs here. Now, secateurs are things that, that cut flowers, but a non-secateur is something that doesn't connect with something else, uh, which I could potentially be saying wrong. Um and also on Sundays, don't forget, I'm on Glitterbeam Radio at 1pm. So make sure you join me there. And it will become as no surprise to you that this week's Glitterbeam Mamaji show is train themed. Because I'm just so excited by this blooming pride train. And a big thank you to Avanti West Coast for doing that. Uh, it's a wonderful thing. And don't forget to let me know if you enter 
the competition. But for now, I will see you all very soon. Bye! It's story time with Mama G. Come and hear a story with me. Love who you want to be, who you are. Learn these lessons and we'll go far. It's story time. Story time.